your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Logan Thompson records his first NHL shutout as VGK blanks the Kraken 3 to nothing. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. Follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. So Logan Thompson records his first NHL shutout on Wednesday night en route to a 3-0 win over the Seattle Kraken. It was VGK's first trip to Seattle. I don't know about that slow start for the Golden Knights, but Thompson and VGK, they look like they pretty much controlled the game after that. They broke their seven-game losing streak. The shutout was threatened when a Jordan Ellerby goal with 2.08 remaining in the game was overturned following a Pete DeBoer challenge for offsides. It would have been a 2-1 to game at that point, but again, that play was immediately called offside following a brief review, and Thompson and the game made 23 saves. He himself had admitted that it wasn't that difficult of a night. Thompson with the win after starting his seventh straight game, and we were a little bit concerned about his endurance, but he played very well. He really did have a pretty simple night. He looked confident. VGK's defense also played very well in front of him, I must say. He is currently on a three-game win streak, as is the team. Thompson is earning his playing time between the pipes. And you know, we thought that we might see Robin Leonard's return on Wednesday night. Leonard, as we know, was shaken up on Tuesday at VGK practice when he was hit with a Jack Eichel shot. And then late Wednesday afternoon, we found out that Leonard and defenseman Braden McNabb, who returned after a 14-game absence, uh, those two were taken off of the LTIR list. And I was a little bit surprised that with Leonard being removed from the LTIR list, how come he wasn't playing in net? But that was okay for VGK. It turned out well. Pete DeBoer always likes to go with the hot hand. And Leonard was the backup in the game. And as we know, we will probably see Robin Leonard get the start for the Golden Knights on Friday night. And, and you know, Thompson really set the tone early with a couple of saves. He had one save just seconds into the game off of the stick of Ryan Donato of the Kraken. And I thought for a moment it was going to be a repeat of the Kraken's previous game at Los Angeles earlier in the week when Alex Wenberg, right, he scored just 14 seconds into the game. But VGK settled down in the contest, and the Kraken in that first period went about 11 minutes without a shot after that early flurry in the first period. Thompson said that he's really starting to feel comfortable in net. You could see that, and he wants to continue to build on it. But now with Leonard back, we don't know how Pete DeBoer will be utilizing his two goalies. VGK's defense did what teams typically do to VGK, and the Golden Knights were continually pushing the Kraken outside They had to take most of their shots from the perimeter, and that made Thompson's job just a lot easier. But getting uh, back uh, McNabb and Martinez lately, that also helped to keep bodies out from the front part of the crease. Seattle did get some bodies in front of the net early, but VGK then took it away, and they did a really outstanding job there. Uh, Getting the early lead again also helped, I think, to boost 
Thompson's confidence in the contest. Uh, when they got that Shea Theodore goal, you could just suddenly see a little bit of a shift and a change with VGK. They played better defensively. They filtered this Seattle Kraken team to the outside. And that's what so many teams do against the Golden Knights. And you do have to believe that Robin Leonard will be a net on Friday. We didn't expect him again to be the backup for Thompson on Wednesday. But we now know that Robin Leonard is ready to go. And he'll be playing a net perhaps on Friday night in the return game once again against the Kraken. It's back-to-back, and it's uh, both games in Seattle. It was a really good atmosphere. looked like that on TV. And if that uh, goal had counted uh, late in the game uh, by Jordan Ellerby, uh, who knows what would have happened. There still would have been 2.08 to go. They had pulled the goalie. Everly had scored the goal. Pete DeBoer with a very fast challenge, and they immediately, the refs uh, called offside uh, following just a brief review. So that was a turning point for the Golden Knights in the game. For Logan Thompson, again, it was just a pretty simple night, pretty easy. He said so himself, and he just continues to improve in net. He's got a ton of confidence now, and he's won a lot of the big games here down the stretch. He's really done a remarkable job. But now we'll see if uh, Robin Leonard, when he comes in, will he just be a little stale from being on the LTIR for a while? Uh, What will he be like in net? Uh, for the Golden Knights. That's a big question mark for me, and we'll have to see and find out uh, coming up here on Friday night. But uh, Logan Thompson definitely looked like a big-time goalie standing on his head. His first-ever NHL shutout, 3 to nothing, and after he saw the Eberle goal go into the net, he was kind of upset with himself. But then, of course, that was overturned. Uh, the shutout stood for Logan Thompson. Coming up next, Keegan Kolasar gets knocked out of the game on Wednesday night as VGK is down another forward. More after this on Locked On Golden Knights. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, BetOnline remains the best spot for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco. I felt Keegan Colasar was a marked man Wednesday night. He's the only player on VGK who's going to drop his gloves. There are very few fighters on this Golden Knights team, as we have seen. Ryan Reeves used to rule the fighting roost for VGK, but now, of course, he's with the Rangers. So last night, we saw Keegan Kolasar and Jamie Oleksiak of the Kraken drop the gloves in the first period as they met up at the blue line. And during that fight, I felt that Oleksiak got the best of Kolasar. Keegan Kolasar likes to pick on much larger opponents. Neither VGK or Seattle are physical teams, but these two, they just decided to mix it up. I felt that Oleksiak got the best of Keegan Kolasar, and I checked on HockeyFights.com And although it was a very small sample size, Oleksiak won that fight with a 94% approval rating. So Kolasar's record now is 5-3, I believe, in eight fights. 
He's the enforcer, well, him and Jonathan Marshall so for the Golden Knights. But at least this fight didn't backfire for VGK. It didn't give this team momentum either, but it didn't take anything away. And that fight, again, last night against Oleksiak was reminiscent of the fight against Logan Stanley of the Jets. That was a fight that happened recently. And Kolasar thought that he would get into a scrap with that big guy. And that's the fight, remember, that backfired. VGK lost a lot of momentum as Kolasar got pummeled in the fight. The judges had it 10-7 to for Stanley, and VGK promptly got blown out. You know, at this point of the season, with all these injuries on this Golden Knights team, they shouldn't be getting in any scraps. They should not be fighting if they can avoid it. You don't want to run away from the fights, but they shouldn't be dropping the gloves. Maybe they just try to wrestle, try not to get hurt. You know, and they mic'd up Alex Petrangelo last night, and you could hear him saying during the fight that it was big fellas, big fellas. Alexiak, 6'7", 255. Kolasar weighing in at 227 at 6'2", and he gave up 5 inches and 28 pounds in the fight. Of course, uh, Kolasar was wrestled to the ground last night. Kolasar got in a few punches. Alexiak had several, but most landed on Kolasar's helmet, it appeared. Later in the first period, there was that blindside hit on Kolasar that was scary by Riley Sheehan, and that rocked Keegan Kolasar on a check. It was a blindside hit as Kolasar was headed up ice. It was a legal hit, and we saw Kolasar turning right into Sheehan. Sheehan had a full head of steam, and it looked like Sheehan's shoulder got the best of Kolasar's head as Kolasar's head was snapping back. It snapped back, and I was surprised that they didn't stop the game at that point because we saw Keegan Kolasar was stunned. He staggered off the ice. He went straight down the tunnel. We never saw him again. I was surprised that they did not stop the game. Again, it was a pretty vicious hit. We saw Kolasar was stunned. He was dazed and confused. He staggered off the ice and into the tunnel. I gave him, sitting on the couch, a standing eight count. The ref should have just stopped it. Kolasar was rocked. In the NFL, they would have immediately sent him to the tent, and Kolasar did not return for the second period. We don't know what his status is currently. The Golden Knights, so they get McNabb back. They get back Robin Leonard. Now, they might have lost Kolasar. And without Kolasar on the ice, VGK, according to Pete DeBoer, could not get into a four-line rhythm. Every night, this team is short a body, according to DeBoer. And once again, it was Keegan Kolasar who was rocked. Could be some sort of a head injury. At the very least, Keegan Kolasar saw stars in that game against the Kraken. Coming up next, VGK's power play fail and Shea Theodore with the game-winning goal. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It is free and available on all platforms. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco. You know, I did forget to give kudos to the Seattle DJ for his music selection of the Fresh Prince when Kolasar and Oleksiak were scuffling. That music was cracking. The Golden Knights could not score a goal on the power play against a team that had allowed a power play goal in each of its past five games. In fact, the Kraken penalty kill, they really didn't have to do much to kill the penalties. VGK couldn't get started. They kept turning over the puck. They kept turning over the puck in their three opportunities in the game. It was back to being sloppy on the power play opportunities and they held the puck too long. Not even Jack Eichel could save the Golden Knights power play unit on Wednesday night. 
and VGK can ill afford to stand around, and they have to stop giving up the shorthanded opportunities to their opponents as well. After a sloppy first period plus, we saw Shea Theodore busting out of the penalty box, and he scored on a stretch pass from Giannis Ronbjörg on the breakaway. He did it on the backhand as Rask fanned trying to possess the puck, and then we saw Ron Bjork going tape to tape, and that happened after William Carlson had a breakaway opportunity, and he was stuffed by Dreiger. VGK was often tired on the power play. They couldn't change shifts, and wasn't Petrangelo gassed on that one shift that was through the power play? It was about 2 minutes and 30 seconds. The goal by Theodore, the 39th for a VGK defenseman on the season, as we saw on last night's game. And it was also the first goal now in 28 games for Theodore, who last scored back on January the 20th against Montreal. That was the game winner too, if I recall correctly, and he also had two assists in that game. Well, it was almost a power play goal for Shea Theodore and for VGK last night, as he again just busted out of the penalty box and then found that uh, nice pass from Ron Bjork, and he buries the puck past Dreiger. And earlier this season, we saw where Shea Theodore has been out with COVID. He had that freak accident where he hit his head. Remember that on the boards in the Hurricanes game? He lost uh, an edge, and it was a non-contact injury. That was a setback for him, and VGK definitely needs Theodore scoring from the blue line as well as his defense down the stretch. He currently has 38 points in 64 games this season. He had a pretty slow start. A lot of uh, defensive responsibility can now be picked up with the return of Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez. And Theodore knows the defensive pairs will be much improved down the stretch if everyone can now stay healthy. With the power play unit failed, VGK did improve, in my estimation, in one area, and that was getting players in front of the net. I felt that it was good that Jonathan Marchessault was awarded with the empty net goal after he was stopped twice in that one sequence by Drager and then again on the backhand off of a faceoff and he was getting very frustrated. I think it was his first goal what, in seven or eight games, I think in eight games and he was hacking away in front of the net and again that makes a difference when you put players in front of the net in the blue paint area. Michael Amadio, he scored the goal by being persistent once again in front of the net. VGK has to do that more frequently, and they have to do it earlier in games. They've got to get that first goal. They got the Theodore goal when VGK was able to stay the course, and then the defense was better as a result, and the Golden Knights were able to put bodies near the blue paint. Pretty simple, right? Sounds pretty easy, but VGK finally starting to put all of those elements, all those pieces together. I know Amadio got in front of the net on a Carlson shot earlier in that game, and Dodonoff uh, as well. He was in front of the net, and they almost got a goal uh, on a shot that came from the point, and they need to do more of that. VGK has to score first. That would give him a lift. That would be a big momentum boost, but a nice W for the Golden Knights in Seattle on Wednesday night. Coming up on Friday's show, we'll take a look at the second matchup between VGK and the Kraken in three days. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steele Roden and Flip Livingstone help you to become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We thank you all for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardasco, and we'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.